guys, welcome back to another episode of Girl Wasted. It is Caitlin, this is episode 10 and in the last episode I did say we had a special guest. So I am here with Cleo, who is a musician. Hey guys! <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing really good, thank you. How are you? It's an honour to be here, by the way. <laughs> absolutely loving it i'm so so buzzed you're here like i've been so excited since we kind of sorted this out i know same same i've been like dead like excited and also nervous because i've never done this before so you know but it's really really cool to be here so thank you so much for having me you're so welcome honestly it's a pleasure so actually just wanted to start off by saying i absolutely love your single uh, Yukio. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you like it. No, actually, <laughs> it's such a vibe. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have this on all the time. <laughs> oh, so that's who's got it on repeat because Spotify tells you. <laughs> if you're an artist, Spotify's like, it'll say, um, you know, this song's been on repeat a couple of times this week. Uh, so I know it's you that's responsible for that then, isn't it? Yeah, you're like, Caitlin's hyping the shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Girls got to stick together. Oh, 100%. Babes support babes. That's the bottom line. Mm. For real. <laughs> so what kind of got you into music? Oh my gosh, that is like the longest and craziest story. So it's good that we've got the <laughs> the length of a podcast to talk about that and get into it. Uh, so, I mean, I guess like... <laughs> I have been singing for as long as I can remember and that is the the crappest like answer to to your question but when I was really little like in the early 90s and early 2000s like Madonna and the Spice Girls and lots of different amazing pop acts were around and you know particularly the Spice Girls and I was so like <laughs> I don't know, in awe of these kind of amazing beings like upon stage and performing so incredibly and pretty much from like the time I knew that you could do this as a career, like you didn't have to be a doctor or be a fireman or a policeman like in all the nursery books. I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. So I think I was maybe three when I decided that. So young. Yeah, but I remember being so young and being like, oh, oh, this is it, you know, and I I haven't... Yeah, this is what you want Yeah, exactly. So I've been involved in music in lots of different ways for a really long time now. So have you worked with, like, other people, other musicians in the industry then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've worked with lots of different people. I mean, um... I worked with, I mean, I've worked with like lots of producers. I've spent kind of a lot of time in um, lots of different studios all over mm-hmm. Scotland because I've lived all over. And um, I've sp- spent a lot of time like working, particularly since last September, with an artist called Carbrain, um, who like we we kind of produce all the tracks that I perform live we produce them together we co-produce which is really really cool and it's like it is and because it's the most hands-on with production that I've ever been because I mean I was kind of dabbling with it before when because because Ukiyo you know it just came out but that song has been in like the pipeline for years like I wrote that song three years ago I'm not even joking And I was dabbling with production then, like I had just started really three years ago. And now, you know, I produce like a lot of my own stuff to like almost, like almost finished. And then I'll take it to Carbrain. His name's also Liam. So I call him (laughs) Liam. Um, (laughs) And then we kind of like, we'll work on it together or I'll come to him with something that's got like nothing and I'll give it to him and he'll like send me ideas and stuff so I'm used to collaborating with people kind of in the same way because when I was working with um when I was working on kind of like Ukiyo, Cameo and I Wasted on Youth I worked with Lewis Gardner 
who quite a few of the like pop musicians around uh, Glasgow and Scotland have worked with. And it was a, it was the same kind of way. Like I mean, I wrote some stuff and then I sent him some stuff and then we kind of like like talked about ideas and things mm-hmm. and then I came in and recorded vocals. But that was nowhere like nowhere near as hands on as as this is. Like this is like this feels really yeah. good because. It feels, you know, like the work that's coming through, the work that's coming out is like, it feels great because it's like really mine, you know, like I'm... Yeah, you've done majority of it all. Yeah. But with, you know, a lot of like, you know, definitely don't want to play down Liam's part at all because he's just an amazing part of the music that I do and um, like just an amazing person in general. And we also perform live together. So he's like... A huge part of Cleopatra as well and I tell him that all the time so he knows. <laughs> <laughs> so Cleopatra's kind of like you and a few other people then just like a little team. So Cleopatra like I mean Cleopatra is really most is kind of just me it's really us like a solo project but um yeah Liam and I work on the music behind the scenes and um, then we take it out into the live setting together. Um, And I also have a manager, so I'm part of a small management company in Glasgow called Scope Management. Um, And they have a few artists um, in their roster as well, which is nice. So it's kind of nice. It's kind of like a kind of big family and everyone's really friendly. So it's a really cool environment. No, it sounds really, really cute, and it sounds like everyone's mm. quite like well intermingled to like work with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, one of my manager's visions when he started up Scope was to have like just a place where people and musicians could, you know, work together, be together, and I don't know, create together. Yeah, and it's I like think. A safe space. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's really nice. I mean, he's created a great kind of like group of people, really. It does sound amazing. So what is like mm. your main inspiration? Because obviously this single's come out in 2020. Was that released during lockdown? Mm. Um, no, it wasn't released during lockdown. It was released in January. So we went into lockdown in like the end of March, I think. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. I mean, how can I forget? That song came out before lockdown and like everything seemed amazing. Like I thought, you know, oh, 2020 is going to be my year. I'm going to be, I'm going to be balling, you know, but like, yeah. but I mean, hustling. Yeah. I thought, oh, I mean, like I did my last gig in March in on like the 8th mm-hmm. of March or something. I, I mean, I'm jonesing. I'm jonesing for a fix of a live gig. I think we all are, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the single came out at the start of the year when everything was kind of looking up and, you know, I guess people were kind of hearing about coronavirus, but we, nobody really knew how serious it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and you know. So lockdowns really put a kind of dampener on your year then yeah it definitely has because I haven't been able to spend as much time as I wanted you know doing things and originally I was gonna because I'm not sure if you know because I mean I've been trying not to like speak too much to you about like my my plans until I was on the podcast yeah (laughs) um because I just like I just want to like chat to you and just like okay girl you know but yeah get to be pally mm-hmm. I but um I'm putting out an EP this year as Ooh. as well so that's coming out in September um oh that's so exciting I know I'm really I am really excited I'm really really excited um because just like what I was saying you know it feels like it's really mine like it just feels like uh, like I I've lived and breathed you know, and been so, yeah, oh, totally. I've been s- such a, so involved in making it like really just more than I ever have with any of my other music, really. So I'm just so excited. But yeah, so I was going to release the EP like a bit earlier mm-hmm. in the year, but then kind of lockdown happened and, and. You just can't hype it the yeah. same if you can't perform live. You know? Yeah, 
yeah exactly and it's so much harder to kind of like sell physical copies and sell mm-hmm. merch and stuff like that when you're not at gigs and you're not like bringing those things to gigs and like because I think when people are physically like putting their hands on things they kind of think oh this is mine now I just have to pay for it yeah, you know definitely <laughs> I think as well like when people are in the atmosphere of like everything that's going on you do get swept up in it and it changes mm-hmm. the experience so yeah I, I feel for you when things have obviously been squashed by corona <laughs> yeah absolutely but I mean it's I'm I'm really lucky because I can't I really can't complain because you know so far I'm safe and so far my family are safe and yeah you know I know lots of people that have like lost their jobs and stuff the most worrying thing that happened for me was when the uni were like that's it we're not doing any more uni uni's finished for this year and we're gonna grade you on your like first assessments or like your so we our our submissions were supposed to be in may our final submissions and that would be our like our final mark so we could submit stuff throughout the year and we would get like a preliminary mark you know and it would kind of say like kind of good as a gauge to be like okay well you need to smarten up a bit and you need to study a bit harder or you know this is this is fine you can just resubmit this in may blah 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 but you yeah. know usually we would have that chance and um we didn't and a lot of people hadn't been submitting work because it was optional um so that was mm-hmm. the only kind of like panic moment for me was as i mean as a perfectionist i worry enough so i was thinking oh my god have i done enough have i done enough and i'm sure like so many people at gsa were in the same boat so <laughs> so how did you do in your exams then so I did, did you get what you wanted. Well, we only had pass and fail, so uh-huh. there was no like grades this year really. Um, mm-hmm. It was just like, yes, you've passed this year. You can come back for the next year, or no, you haven't. And very luckily, I passed, and everything is fine. And I'm going back for my fourth year, just in September, supposedly. Ooh. But I don't know. Got you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's no, been, you're totally fine. It's been a journey. So what is it you're studying at Glasgow School of Art, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I study sound for the moving image, mm-hmm. which is like the craziest degree name I've ever heard, which is kind <laughs> of like why I picked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's just basically sound for like media, like yeah. sound for the mo- the moving image. Basically, it's like you know composing for short films and other you know various things i'm kind of struggling to think as well well like obviously your music Mm -hmm. and all that stuff as well eh? Mm -hmm. yeah definitely because i mean before i had gone to the art school i was in college doing sound production Mm -hmm. and i really loved that and it really helped me and i got a lot out of it and i met some awesome people and the lectures were like the soundest most down-to-earth people i've ever met (laughs) Um, so I got a lot out of that and then it was, you know, time to think, what am I doing next? And I had started just kind of on the side, um, like my side hustle was (laughs) scoring short films. Oh yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was, that was, um, I was thinking like, I wonder if I could like somehow do this and then... We were told about the art school, but we were like, it's really hard to get in and like they only have a certain amount of places and mm-hmm. hundreds of people apply every year. So I thought, okay, it's a long shot, but I'm going to do it. And I applied and had to make a crazy portfolio. And yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the standards were definitely like higher and the hoops that you had to jump through were definitely crazier, but... I mean, it was like worth it when I got the the lanyard and everything yeah. with my little student ID on it. I just felt like, <laughs> oh, I made it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's so <laughs> The lanyard just proves yeah. that you're there. Loving the yeah, dream. and and girl, it's hot pink. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I need one for me. <laughs> 
Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to see if I can try and find you one. Oh, absolutely. I would absolutely die. That would be so cute. So what about you? Are you at uni or have you finished or what's what's your what's your story? I work full time as mm. a beauty therapist. That is so fire. I'm out here harassing the men, telling my clients all about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, okay, Caitlin, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> ah, so this is why you have a podcast. It's to vent all those things out that you would usually be... Mental mm-hmm. story. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I was just sitting and I was like really miss my clients like really I'm just because um I was quite alone Mm. during all the lockdown like I still live at home but everybody was working so I was just sitting I was like a bit sick of Mm -hmm. silence so (laughs) may as well pretend my clients are here tell them the stories and it's just it has snowballed Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm quite surprised at how well it's been doing. To be no, fair. it's really, really fucking cool. It is. It's honestly. It's. I mean, <laughs> it. It doesn't surprise me. I think the thing that makes your podcast so successful is that you're such a genuine person. Like it really comes across. Like oh. you just talk like you're talking to you know, like I don't know, John across the road or just like a conversation. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why people are so are so interested and identify with you so much yeah I do like kind of aim to kind of make it as relatable as possible Mm -hmm. so that people are kind of like they can put themselves in that situation and it's quite real without being Mm -hmm. braggy does that make sense yeah definitely I don't yeah uh, yeah. because oh no I I wasn't going to say anything I was just agreeing with you I was just agreeing profusely with you <laughs> but no, a few people have reached out. Like last week's episode was based off of someone that yes, had been cheated on, and they were like, "What's you, the best right? way to do this?" Yeah. Oh. So at the very, very start of the podcast situation, I had said, "Like agony and wasted. Come and talk to me. Any issues? Any advice?" Like. Chances are, I've lived it, been through it, talked to my clients mm. about it. Like, I am surrounded by people and all their experiences. And, you know, I'm like a little fountain mm-hmm. of knowledge <laughs> for people that are just loving their lives. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, it's an outsider perspective. No, that's so cool. So That's really cool. You should keep, you should keep asking people, like, to write in with their, you know, help me. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Any issues, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get me on yeah, Instagram. Absolutely. But no, definitely. So you were saying that you've played quite a few like live mm. shows. Yes. Where has been your favourite place oh to play? Oh, my God. That is such a question. Um, I think one of my favourite places, because I definitely can't pick a favourite I love um, the Hug and Pint. It's just so awesome there. Like, I mean, I've played there mm-hmm. maybe three times. I can't remember if it's three or four times. But um, I just really like it. And the food is vegan, so, you know, that suits me fine. And <laughs> um, <laughs> the people there are all really nice, really chill. The booker is, like, I don't know, he's, like, the nicest, one of the nicest people in the industry. I'm actually feel quite fortunate mm-hmm. because there's so many horror stories of like, oh my god, I met this person and they were terrible. Like they look, they seem really nice on such and such, but you know they're terrible people. But like, yeah, I get the people that. that I've met in the music industry are all so genuine and are all so nice, mm-hmm. and I feel really lucky, honestly. No, it's mm-hmm. good. Because there's nothing worse to try to work with people that you don't get on with or are quite nasty and mm. snide, mm. you know? I mean, I've had, I've had like, so we'll... you know, situations that are, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, where I've, like, met people or there's someone's, you know, sh- someone's hungover or something like that. Someone's, you know, in a bad mood. But, like, people are, you know, 
people that you work with are, are human beings and they're subject to causes and conditions so <laughs> you know everything you know anything can happen like all you need is a bit of love and understanding and it can make any situation better oh 100 percent. like i always like to give people whatever they kind of need um yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. so where is your like dream venue what's what's the oh goal my God. what so what's the what's the like the ultimate goal or what's a kind of like relatively achievable goal compared to where i am now <laughs> let's do okay. both because i believe they're both achievable Girl, for you thank you <laughs> <laughs> honestly uh... hand over heart achievable thank you so much well um i guess that like the ultimate goal is kind of you know every musician well maybe not every musician but most people want to kind of make it to sort of mainstream success and you know mm-hmm. that would be nice that would be nice you know I, I, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna say too much about that but um I mean I'd like to I'd like to play somewhere like really massive like um like is it Wembley Arena or you know yeah. or um I'm totally the SEC because that was the first concert yeah. I ever saw was Rihanna there and it like it blew my mind um so I would love to come full circle and one day you know like inspire someone else who sees me at the SEC to oh, absolutely. like chase those dreams too oh definitely <laughs> I love a little bit of girl power mm-hmm. so who what's your main inspiration from like for making your music what do you take inspiration from i mean i take inspiration from from everywhere really it 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 i mean sometimes somebody can say something that's like really really benign that's like the most boring thing ever that likes like like um look at how that tree sways in the in the breeze (laughs) And I'll, and I'll go, oh my god, that is so profound. That's so deep. <laughs> and and then I'll think about it for a few days and then, you know, something might come out of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, things like things like that, like words, phrases. Um, I'm particularly interested in, like, concepts. And yeah. this is really, really hard to describe. But, like, um, a song that... I worked on with Carbrain recently um was like in the concept of aluminium in pain I think that's what something along those lines Mm -hmm. so like really kind of bizarre concepts I guess um I don't know art school that's my excuse (laughs) um (laughs) I went to art school so it's fine (laughs) someone understands um but yeah and also i'm really interested in like artificial intelligence and like virtual reality Mm -hmm. augmented reality machine learning like everything like that everything kind of you know like cyborgs and um medical implants yeah 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 definitely definitely i'm really there's lots of different things that i'm interested in so i just kind of take inspiration from anywhere um anything and sometimes you know I start with lyrics and sometimes I start with like I mean when I first started making music I was you know like most people just like playing my guitar or piano or whatever keyboard um but now that I'm a producer like I usually make make a beat and then that will inspire like lyrics or i'll have lyrics and then i'll make a beat yeah or a wee tune or something around those lyrics and it either goes somewhere and it, or it doesn't and if it doesn't go some if it doesn't go anywhere i save it and i put it to the side and come, come back, back to it. it but it's not a big deal you know if if i don't finish it i think i've been guilty of putting too much pressure on myself in the past i think you do you get mm-hmm. a wee vibe you see what's happening like and mm. then if it feels good you float around mm-hmm. it you know yeah all oh, but thoughts and feelings and all that good stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely 
So what is your favourite song to perform? Honestly, probably Ukiyo because it's like, it's the closer in the show. So it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of, I mean, I get like a huge rush of adrenaline when I'm performing and I, and I definitely shake. I know I do because I've tried to stand still and I can like see my leg shaking <laughs> like a really anxious dog. You oh. know, those wee tiny dogs that are constantly shaking all the time. So I'm a bit like that when I perform. Yeah. But it goes away because I dance on stage and I think that's really good. Like yeah. I've never been able to do that before. Like when I was just a girl with a guitar, you know, I had to kind of sit there and like hold my guitar still. So, but now I can yeah. like you know, dance and move and interact with the audience. Yeah, and it's great. It's, like, very kind of, like, free and and then, you know, I kind of shake all that anxious energy out. But Ukiyo to end, it's because it's, like, because I just, I mean, I just love it. I love the song. It's one of my favourite songs I've ever written. And um, at the end of it, I do, like, a a mad backbend towards Mm -hmm. the audience onto the floor. And that's always a crowd pleaser. It sounds amazing. So. <laughs> like, I'm... Yeah, I would love for you to come to I'm one of my shows. I'm already there. <laughs> I'm like, yes. where can I get a ticket? Where are we going? <laughs> Please, Nicola, <laughs> open up the bars and pubs. Like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so what is the story yes. behind that song? Where did it come from? Well, the song came from a lot of, like different places i mean like i said i take inspiration from everywhere um the kind of theme it's got a very kind of like japanese inspired theme like you can kind of hear there's asian like notation um incorporated or like scales and things and um obviously it's got like the words mm-hmm. you know ukiyo so ukiyo is like is a japanese concept um and it's it means oh. floating world and it's like the ukiyo it was a period in time it refers to a period in time in japanese society where um you know art music dance and kind of activities like that were becoming more prevalent in the society and more important which is amazing because um a whole like art movement was inspired by that called ukiyo-e which means like paintings of Ooh. the floating world which is just i love that lush. that is like a full mood I'm yeah. feeling it. but <laughs> it is a full mood it, it for sure is so like the kind of base ideas and concepts came from I don't know this I don't know this kind of this feeling of ukiyo in my in my like head or something and then um it was also I don't know if you've seen the film um Memoirs of a Geisha I actually haven't No well it's a fantastic film um I did try to read the book but I couldn't I couldn't get on board with it I don't know why, but I, I just like, I like non-fiction books. It's really, really strange. I'm such a strange person, but <laughs> I like non-fiction books. Um, but they, I think something, I mean, it's been such such a long time since I've seen the film, but I've seen it many times. Um, they say in the film that like a geisha is a moving work of art. And like the opening line of the song is you're a moving work of art. So, you know, so like, it's kind of all about these these concepts, but it's also kind of tied into our like more modern yeah. society. So there's a there's a kind of traditional, you know, beauty aspect element of of the song. Um, when when our world wasn't so commercialized, when our world wasn't when there wasn't all these pressures of social media of yeah. you know all this yeah expectations and all these all this fakery online um so it's kind of like drawing comparisons between a period in time where everything was allowed to be beautiful naturally and a period in time i.e now where like everything is so um you know like 
consumerism is driving capitalism and like you know the our consumerist world is like slowly eating itself and you know these beauty standards are forcing people into feeling terrible ways and i don't know there's like there's a whole there's a whole layer of things that inspired this song that the song is about it's in it's impossible to pinpoint to yeah. talk about it yeah to pinpoint it probably should have written it down i should have known that you were going to ask me honestly it. it's totally fine <laughs> floating worlds a lot of different vibes like it all links in mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all perfect mm-hmm. but you were saying obviously <laughs> kind of today's situation in society and everyone's like got this face on essentially especially on social media platforms mm-hmm. and Mm. I have started, obviously, during lockdown. I didn't have anywhere to go. And you're probably the same. You're just, like, chilling. But I have found, mm-hmm. like, not putting makeup on and not bothering with anything other than, like, a wee SPF. And my skin is doing so yeah. good. And it's totally changed how I view putting makeup on and going out in the day, do you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was never really a big wearer of makeup before and I mean I said something very recently on my Instagram about like my photos like I've basically promised everyone like on my story I was like guys I need to I need to address this because I saw this post and I was like you know I know I've only got a small following but I mean I still have like there's still I still have a following of people yeah, you still have a platform. Yes, so I still have a platform. So I want to, like, you know, I want to do something good with it, or at least try to. And um, mm-hmm. I saw this post on someone else's story about, like, you know, um, how all the ways young girls are editing their photos to be acceptable yeah. for Instagram and like the comparisons between the real images, which are absolutely stunning anyway, you know, and then the the other images, which like the, the skin's completely different. The eyes are massive, the, you know, this and that. And the next thing is all chopped and copied and pasted. And it's crazy. It's really, really crazy. And I've actually, I've seen, I think the post you're talking about. Yeah. Do you know what it's, it was called selfie yeah. harm yes Mm -hmm. that's the exact same one and the girls don't look anything like their reality no no but it's so sad that they they think that they have to look like this thing that they've made rather than how they actually look so after seeing that I was kind of like right okay I gotta you know say something because on my Instagram like I don't really wear like a lot of makeup like I'll be I'll be honest with you right now I don't even contour like I'm not even joking I've maybe (laughs) contoured once in my life and I thought why the fuck am I doing this just naturally gorgeous <laughs> um well I mean I thought like like why am I doing this I'm just putting more like like stuff on my skin that's like hiding how I actually look like I, why am I doing yeah. this so I mean I've just put on like a very basic makeup very occasionally like I mean I probably only wear makeup like if I really have to like if I'm doing a gig I will wear makeup but like even going on a date like I don't sometimes will not wear makeup or sometimes I'll wear just like a bit of mascara and a bit of lip gloss I'm not even joking and (laughs) and I took to Instagram and I was like guys most of the photos on my Instagram I don't have any makeup on you know like yeah and I don't I don't photoshop my face or body in any way I don't manipulate my like like image like yeah I don't manipulate like my actual body at all I just leave it like as it is because I think that like if somebody had been doing that when you know I was growing up that maybe I would have felt more confident about myself earlier on yeah I think it's all about instilling like being comfortable with mm. how you look and you know having realistic expectations like of body image and how people live yeah 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 absolutely I mean, who doesn't have spots and who doesn't have a few scars and marks 
like yeah you can't photoshop reality you know no i know i mean yeah there's like i mean i just like go on to my stories even just with no like makeup on or whatever and just talk to the camera just like you know hey how's how's it going and i've got like a <laughs> spot on my forehead or something but the thing is like you know i don't know like these things wouldn't matter so much if we didn't make them matter so much in society yeah and it's like it's what what i'm saying in is this is so going full circle now what i'm saying in ukiyo is like you know you have to be as dictated by society this this way and Mm -hmm. these like things are projected onto us and by by this like capitalism consumerism you know it's driving you know insecurity and like make profit yeah it's like totally it's like taking advantage of young girls and women particularly but also men also also men because i know so many men who feel very insecure about how they look and they shouldn't at all you know it's like i think we mostly think that um girls struggle with these things but i know quite a lot of guys who have gone through like an eating disorder for example oh definitely mm-hmm. it's just for some I reason not a few friends yeah that totally. struggled with mm. and they will make comment about it as a joke but you know that that joke's sitting in a wee bit of insecurity you know yeah absolutely absolutely i guess like we make jokes about things to see if we're going to be accepted by the person that we're telling the joke to <laughs> yeah definitely so there's a lot of tweets about trauma and having trauma and if you don't Mm. have trauma you're not funny so Mm. maybe that's where it comes from everybody's just trying to joke about their own situation possibly Mm -hmm. just trying to make it normal you know Mm. yeah (laughs) but no it's cute that that's kind of tied in with like your kind of song and things as well and i did notice like Mm. your wee post about how you're better just to literally own your shit like with how you look and what you're doing and all the rest of it it's the best way to be because nobody can come with you like come mm-hmm. to you with the seats later you know yeah i mean i got a pretty like positive response from the um from the the post like a lot of people were sending me like the clapping response emoji yeah and i was like i was like yes okay cool yeah people are people are vibing with this so yeah good vibes 100 mm-hmm. percent. i love a naked face Changes yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely because i feel like it, you know it i feel like it took me such a long time to be okay with like with how i look and mm. you know I even still have um bad days like like really bad days where i think oh but um but most of the time I just think, you know, like it doesn't matter. Like everyone has such a self like such a critical self view and mm. and, and but everyone else around me, you know, thinks I'm this and thinks I'm that. Like, you know, good things, like positive things, right? Yeah. And and that's what matters, like yes, it matters to be confident in yourself and it matters to be to to believe in yourself mm-hmm. but i think it matters you know i think sometimes we should listen to other people when they're telling us positive things and um, oh, because our perceptions of ourselves are so skewed most of us no, anyway definitely. like um i think you do need to have a good support system like of friends that are willing mm. to tell you the truth you know because mm-hmm. you do have those little niggly people that are snide and they'll say things to yeah trip you up a wee bit so it's important to find like the genuine mm-hmm. and the real people that are going to help mm-hmm. you better yourself and encourage you Mhm. yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i think most of us by the time we kind of leave high school and we're you know going out into the world maybe uni maybe work Mm -hmm. you know 
we're kind of outgrowing that, you know, outgrowing just hanging around with people because they're there, you know, and not because they're actually good for us. But, I mean, now I don't keep people in my life that, that... that make me feel that people that make me feel shit I don't keep them in my life or I don't make like I try not to make connections with these people I mean I would help anyone if they asked yeah. me for help if they asked me for advice you, you know yeah I would be there for someone you know because that's just what I believe in I just don't think it's it's worth spending time with people that like drag you down especially when you've got to do such a hard job to lift yourself up especially in you know this this time period where it's like you know there's no work there's no nothing's open you can't see your friends you can't go anywhere like I mean it is such a hard you know it's it's affected so many people's mental health and it's definitely affected mine for sure is so such a big topic that people aren't comfortable getting into it you know um well you think in my so? experience i think a lot of people like they'll maybe kind of touch on it but they won't come clean about it mm. do you know and um 100 mm. mm. if you are struggling and people aren't genuinely i don't know supportive of you in any way then it can be even mm-hmm. more detrimental you know it can, it can, but I mean, I mean, we we all have really good friends. We all have d- different people in our lives. We all have friends that are good at different things, yeah. good at being different types of friends. And some some people that we'll know just aren't, um, you know, they've never had that experience, or you know, it's quite uncomfortable for them, or, or they just don't know how to help you, and it frustrates them and stuff. And I guess that you know, it's it's hard, but I mean, it's difficult for it's difficult as someone like I have struggled and still struggle with very bad mental health, um, and every day is like really having to try very hard um for a lot lots of different reasons got to try and do lots of different things um and I know that when I'm doing really really bad um everyone around me worries Mm -hmm. everyone around me um feels sad and frustrated because they can't help me yeah or they feel like they can't help me and it's it's difficult for the people around you. It's difficult for for you as well, for obviously, um, for sure. But it's it's really difficult for people who worry, you know, about you that something's going to happen to you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes our friends don't know how to help uh, because they just don't have enough experience. Um, Dealing with it, yeah. or yeah. And they just, just, they just don't know. They just don't know what to do. And, but I think, you know, it's easy to get, to get angry at people, I guess, when they're, when they pull away from you, mm-hmm. you can feel rejected or... A little bit of frustration. Um, yeah. But I think it's important to remember that um, they, they do care um, and they are worried. They just might not know what to do. Yeah. And even if one friend can't help you, I mean, see my mum, oh my God, she is like the most amazing person I've ever met. And she, she's my number one like person, my mum, to go to go to for anything. That's so sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I... Uh, we're honestly we're like best friends me and my mum i don't no, know if that's like a cliche I absolutely love it. Like, my maybe heart it is. is melon it's so sweet <laughs> <laughs> well we are we're we are we are best friends and we like we chat we, on the phone like like every day sometimes a couple times a day um and when i'm you know back down home with her you know we go for walks and we like like you know watch tv and stuff just i I really do value my time with my mum so much because she's such a she's such an amazing person um 
and she's so fun as well. She's so much fun. Uh, oh god, she's got some like like I don't know. She's got a really like wonderful spirit, my mum. Um, and I think everyone loves to be around her for sure. Um, but I think that it's just it's all about finding yeah. the right people to support you. And sometimes you're lucky. Sometimes that person is, you know, right yeah. inside your house. <laughs> And some sometimes they're right across the road and sometimes they're like that person in that shop or I don't know, like I think that it's important to remember that some people in our lives have limitations, but it's not their fault. Yeah. Like they're not doing it on purpose and you know, not to not to give up on them, not to like not pull away definitely. from them. But I also believe that everything happens there because there are some people and everybody is they'll come when mm. they're meant to and they'll leave when they should, you know. I think that's yes. a, that's a big part in how I kind of thought about life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like when people kind of reach like their limits in your life, then that'll be when they start to kind of make their out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important not to like try and cling on to these people. Like, if if someone, it's not it's not fun when. Because, I mean, it's happened to all of us, you know, we have, we make friends, but then they kind of, they move on or you outgrow each other. Like, we all have that experience, but I think it's important not to try and, like, cling on to something that's, um, yeah, that's over. Whether that's, like, a friendship or a relationship or, you know, anything. And I know that's hard because you can have, you know, memories and attachments, but I think that, like, it makes the whole inevitable thing yeah. much harder really yeah. doesn't it i feel like, mm. i feel like support that method of like there's love there but it's not functioning anymore so you know mm. just let it go 100 percent. so you kind of mentioned um that your mum's your best friend but obviously we kind of touched on like bumble bff Oh yeah, yeah. So, did you ever meet anyone on like Bumble, the BFF side of things? Yes, you? I did. I did. So like, I um, I think I, like, I can't, honestly, I can't remember who told me about it, but I thought that's a really cool yeah. idea, and I kind of thought, you know, I really want to try that out. So I got on. This was maybe like last mm-hmm. summer. And I kind of just thought, like, oh, this might be, this might be shit, and um, I don't know if, if anyone, if I'm gonna find anyone, but um, I found very luckily because I, I know I said that my mum is my 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 mum is my best friend, but like I'm I do actually have like a like a legit best friend outside <laughs> of my family, <laughs> so <laughs> I found. Um, uh this girl whose name i won't mention because i'm not sure if i'm allowed to do that um i'm not sure if that's like if that's doxing or not i'm not sure um but she she's my she's my best friend and we like met on bumble bff and um just like started chatting and i came back from wherever i was at the time i think i was on holiday in york with my grandparents and um super close family very close family um and uh and then i like we met up in like i cafe in merchant ah. city and just immediately it was like it was like we had known each other forever i don't know I love that um it was so nice it was so weird it was like it was like imagine right going on a date where you you got to drink nice cups of tea, have cake, chat, um, about everything, and you weren't, ex- you know, expected to, like, you know, that something romantic was yeah. going to happen. Like, there's no pressure like that. I mean, I don't know, it was just really nice. It was like, there's there was a definite human connection there. We got on, we had so much in common. She's such a, a, a free thinker. And we've been best friends ever since. That is so cute. (laughs) But see, when you mentioned it, I was like, oh my God, 
Avathon Bumble BFF. And I was like, that's so funny. You haven't? Yeah, I've been on. But years oh. ago, like, I found it on Instagram. And, um, yeah. Oh, really? So, obviously, it was bigger in America. And I must have been about 19. So, I'm 24 now. Mm. So, that's like five years ago. And nobody mm. over here had a clue about it. There was like three or four girls. That was it. That's all that was <laughs> on it. And I was like, that's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> we all matched and then it was like oh there's no more people in your area so I had four matches none of us spoke to each other and <laughs> I was like Bennett just <laughs> that's it done but I oh, was like this is so weird but see when you mentioned it I was like that is mm, so funny yeah but oh, like man. well I mean you should try it now I mean I don't know if you're looking for more friends but I mean I have actually gone back onto it recently because I think I don't know something about this lockdown has made me think has has given me an even crazier appreciation for life like I feel like when everything goes back to normal I am going to like party the house down (laughs) love it um (laughs) and I am gonna like never cancel plans ever like see if I've got a headache I'm not fucking canceling plans See if I've got a broken arm. I'm not cancelling plans. I'm going to the club. <laughs> Do it, hundred <laughs> percent. You're coming with like, me. Oh, I absolutely am. <laughs> I'll be there. Whoop whoop. Up yeah. the club. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. I don't know if you're on Facebook, but there's this um, like a big group page, and it's called Gal Pals. Yeah, I'm part of that. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> No joke. Yeah, yeah. Is it like Gal Pals, Glasgow and surrounding area? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also, really cute. Um, it's so cute. It's such a cute idea. I do feel like it got a lot of momentum and now it's people just looking to follow people on Instagram. Yes, yes. I, and I'm like, oh. I don't know. I noticed that. Like when I first joined, it was like so sweet and kind of inspirational like like oh you know guys i've just moved to glasgow and or like you know can we meet up or um you know who's looking for cinema pals who's looking for coffee pals who's looking for such and such and you know all things like that and then it was became like it became like one of those um instagram follow pods yeah it's never ending (laughs) there is there is still some nice like posts like i mean when people are like looking for a flatmate and stuff which is cool Mm. it's getting harder and harder to make friends don't you think oh definitely 100 percent. like i mean i i mean i hear stories like from my mom or like people a generation older than us Mm -hmm. about like you know about all their friends and how they met their friends at like bars and pubs and like school and etc etc but like none of my friends that I have now have I met like in real life first yeah to be honest I've got a few people that I've met through like going to festivals and things um yeah I just shamelessly plug my Instagram (laughs) I'm just like, follow yeah. me on Instagram. And I've got a few people that have stayed and we kind of never met up since, but there's that kind of like online friendship, mm-hmm. you know, that little bit of support here and there. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. as far as it goes. Well, girl, you got me. Definitely. If you need support. And if you want to meet up for a coffee, let me know. Oh, 100%. That would be the cutest <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. I'd love that. It would be honestly so cute i would die <laughs> yeah have you been and, and i mean on you go. sorry you go on <laughs> i was gonna say have you been out in like pubs or bars or anything or restaurants since it eased off a bit well i haven't been to like any pubs um because i like i don't i don't drink so much so like and i kind of feel like it's so crowded that you know if I got something yeah I mean it would be like if I was gonna get coronavirus I'd probably get it in a situation like that and um because I've got so much to do with my family Mm -hmm. I really don't want to risk 
passing it on to anyone else, you know. Yeah. I mean, one, I don't want to get it because, I mean, I ha- you just have no idea. Like, you have no idea how it's going to affect you. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are, you know. You could be in your in the prime of your life and in incredibly fit and healthy and blah, 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 and, you know, get it and die because that seems to be what's happening oh definitely it seems to be it's just it just doesn't discriminate it's really crazy it's wild. so i mean i just i just want to be careful yeah that i don't get in anything that's like that i'm going to pass on to like my grandpa for example yeah you know that's the most important thing to me i do think um i've encountered quite a lot of selfish people just yeah um on trains public transport and shops um just mm. refusing refusing to have a mask on taking their mask yeah. off in the shops and um yeah it, what what is that about why <laughs> it's like until you get past that door you have to have a mask on and they just take it off mm. you're like what's going on here it is mental like absolutely just think of other people like you're a little bit anxious about people you could give it to and the same majority of people probably are and then you've got these people that are like oh well it's not really it's not a thing da, 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 da. Mm. just don't care and it is yeah, so selfish and... it is selfish because the thing is you could get it and be absolutely fine and have no symptoms mm. and then pass it on to someone and they could pass away. Yeah. You know, like it could be too much for them. You could pass it on to someone who you don't even know, you know, or like, and they might have like underlying chronic illnesses. Yeah. So you just never know. Like, I mean, of course, first and foremost, like I'm careful for myself. Like I wear a mask everywhere and I wear gloves everywhere. Um, and when I'm going like between place to place, like um, take my gloves off like if I'm going shopping if I'm in the shops yeah I wear the gloves to seal whatever is on my hands in and to to, to expel whatever is I'm touching keep it outside yeah. and then I take my gloves off and put them in the bin when I'm finished so I do that to keep myself safe but I'm doing it to keep everyone else safe as well like it's a collective thing it's not just like you know all for one it's like one for all it should be you know okay. no 100% la musketeer <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah girl <laughs> no I, I fully agree with that but yeah I've had a lot of takeout food though I mean I haven't like I've been into restaurants to pick up takeout food yeah but so. just not stay in for any length of time aye yeah absolutely I'm loving Yippon at the moment don't know if you've ever been there but it's one of my favourite places I've not um, one of my friends was talking about it and sh- we couldn't figure out a date but she went with her wee mum and they look to be having the best time. So it's definitely mm-hmm. on the list. <laughs> well, you just let me know when you fancy, like, something proper good. And we'll help you on together. Absolutely. Let's get it in the diary. Mm-hmm. I'd love that. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so when do you have a date set for when your EP is going out? Yes, yes, I do. So um, I will tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the EP is coming out on the eighteenth of September. I so knew I think you that's were like going to say the eighteenth. I felt it in my bones. Really? Yep. You felt it. Oh my god! What are you like psychic or something? That's well, cool. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so the eighteenth of September. Mm, yeah. I mean, I love the number eighteen. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's like one of my favorite numbers um always has been and i i guess i like always when i'm putting out music i like to look at the dates that are coming up in the calendar and i kind of pick one that looks pretty maybe that's really stupid but that's how i do it i love that <laughs> i just pick a date that looks pretty you're like drawn it a wee bit mm. 100% yeah. i love it mm-hmm. so have you got any kind of venues lined up for after that EP is kind of launched or not yet? Well, I mean, I have um, a gig before the EP comes out, but um, my shows seem to be happening down south. 
like I've got a gig should be in London I mean we're saying that it's going ahead the venue say that it's going ahead but I mean it's still a month away on the 12th of September okay. in London at the Notting Hill Arts Club um but we're gonna wait closer to the time and see what Nicola Sturgeon says and what mm-hmm. Bobo the Clown says <laughs> and um that's that's so bad um, totally fine. I've been calling on Bojo and Blowjob and literally everything. So it's totally fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was. I think honestly, I think it was someone in my family that that because we they were referring to him as as Bojo on the news, mm-hmm. and then someone said like, "Haha, it's like Bobo the clown," and I was like, "Yeah, it is," and then it just stuck. So you know, if it works, it works, then it's true. So <laughs> yeah. So we guess we're just going to have to see like what they say um, closer to the time. But hopefully I'll be down in London on the 12th. I mean, I know there's actually quite a few people who are like really excited. Like I know some people down in London that like are, are wanting to come. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be working on some really awesome video projects down in London with um, some really cool people, which I'm really looking forward to. That um, is so, so And exciting. then it is, it is so exciting. I mean, I... I'll tell you a little bit about the EP. Mm-hmm. So the EP's a four-track EP, and um, the EP is called Machina. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you're the first person I've told, like, in a public setting, because everyone's going to hear, well, like, you know, people are going to hear this. An exclusive but, like, on Ghetto Wasted. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so the EP is called Machina, and it's also kind of inspired by kind of consumerism but more more like um ai deep learning how our um society is evolving into like more and more digital how we're becoming more and more digital and less and less like personal like physical yeah um beings um and it's a four track EP. So originally it was a six track EP, but um, I felt like the other two songs would sound really good on an album with a bunch of other songs. Mm-hmm. So that may or may not be a little, you know, hint, hint, wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's coming out at some point in the near future as well definitely keep my ears to the ground for that one mm -hmm. yeah no i'm i'm just so excited about all the music that i'm making recently and like putting out and stuff like i don't know and i feel people are really connected to it and i get lots of messages that people are like that's such a good concept or this is you know it's such a bop or it's such a jam and i'm just like thank you so much that makes my day it really does no definitely Um, yeah so and hopefully the EP is gonna have like four music videos. Now that might be too brave, um, <laughs> but hopefully for every song there will be a music video. I definitely have like three that are definites, I think. So and it's just getting the fourth one finalized to have a see about that okay. so hopefully there'll be a lot of stuff surrounding the ep hopefully there'll, there'll be the ep there'll be like various artworks there'll be you know hopefully some physical copies um hopefully some merch as well just lots of different things you know and some live shows mm. as well it sounds so exciting so mm. um is on what platforms so Ukiyo is on every platform. It's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, it's on Google Play and like Amazon and kind of like I think I think it's even on like Napster. I don't know. It's on it's on like a bunch of different things. Like really if you just type it into Google, if you just type in Cleopatra Ukiyo, you can probably find a, a version of it some, somewhere on your on your favorite streaming platform, whoever you whoever you may be. <laughs> Because <laughs> you've got um, Cameo and Wasted Youth that were out in 2018. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I had a bit of a break. Yeah. For just yeah. like life in general or? 
to work well, on some other things? Well, I was, I don't know, I think I, um, I think I, like, maybe wasn't in a very good place. I wasn't in a very, like, strong, strong place. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I just didn't, didn't have enough knowledge. I didn't really know enough people. I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going. But this time round, when I was, well, in September or maybe even August last year, I met my manager and we started working together in September. And, you know, we were like, we were a team and we were planning together and working together. And I finally felt like I had that like support Mm -hmm. and that, you know, I was making all these contacts and I was meeting all, all these musicians and things. And I felt like, okay, you know, I can do this. Like, I know the people now, and yeah, Finding you know, your I've got a wee bit. team. Yeah, totally. Because I, now I have like a, a a wee group of people around me. Um, I just feel so much more confident and much more su- supported. No, that sounds amazing. Like, you are putting out some vibe. Like, I absolutely, I'm so so in it, and I am now so so excited to get into september and hear this ep that is coming i cannot tell you i'm so buzzed thank you so much maybe maybe i'll give you a little early listen to it oh i would die that would be so cute (laughs) i'd love that i hope you like it it's it's pretty wild (laughs) well if it's wild we already know i'm in it (laughs) (laughs) yes i live so it has been an absolute pleasure and I have loved catching up with you and getting to know a bit more about your music. So EP is out on the 18th of September and depending on what mm-hmm. Nicola Sturgeon says, we'll have some shows probably. Yeah, absolutely. And don't worry if um, if Nicola says no, no to the live gigs. We're currently working on some cool streaming some stream gig stuff so you know watch out for that too oh definitely so all of this as always will be on Mm -hmm. the instagram which is at girl underscore wasted and yeah it has been an absolute pleasure cleo and i'm so glad that you came on for a chat with me thank you so much for having me it's been so cool honestly thank you so much (laughs) i've really enjoyed it it's been just super chill I know that's the main thing a nice wee chat yeah absolutely okay guys so that is us and I'll be back next Sunday 